0: And welcome to Parallel Church. Hey, how cool is that? and you guys can have a seat for a moment. If you're visiting us here for the first time, hey, the truth is, is all of us are kind of visitors for the first time to Parallel Church. How cool is that? This is, this is kind of, this kind of cool. We get the first service of Parallel Church. And man, if you were here on Friday night or on the weekend on on Saturday as well. I don't know, you might have sensed what I sensed, but there's a massive shift that happened, not just not just in the name, but something spiritually changed. Something something shifted here for our church, and it felt like, I don't know, something clicked, something just went kerchunk. And I feel like what is God is doing is it really birthing a movement. And, and we called the weekend kind of our launch weekend, but really it was a kind of a rocket launch. <laughs> Uh, of momentum and I know you guys felt it but but a momentum and and in direction it feels like we're really taking off in a whole new way it's really really exciting before I get into my message I want to invite pastor Ralph uh, and Cindy if she wants to come come on up yeah yeah she's like yeah, come on come on up yeah. it's great surprise surprise come on give him the big hand So Pastor Ralph and Cindy have been uh, part of the church here for uh, 150 years. And no, actually, it's only been like 150 days. Cause they just, you're, no, just kidding. Um, but they've been here for, for a while. And, and we've been in this process of, of, I don't know, it's been nine months or so. Uh, or more than that even, probably uh, 10, 11 months, where we took, a, as a staff, we took a retreat, and we were like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to shift. We're going to rebrand. We're going to do this. And we started, we, we we took a week in Canmore, and we kind of sat down as a staff, and we began to pull on what we are and who we are and and worked all this through. And then we've been wrestling with this stuff for, for that entire time and and been bottling it up like crazy, trying not to, to reveal, although we've slipped it in like a little I have slept I've slipped in I've slipped in parallel into messages all the rest of it and just kinda of went <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um well all this all this stuff for the whole time. But I wanted I wanted everybody to hear from you because in in this transition and all the rest of it, what you guys have sensed and what you guys feel parallel means to you.
1: Stumbled into into this church so probably well since almost the inception. Like Paul is was in the very first. Now he's in the very first again, and now we're all equal with Paul. But it's it's got nothing to do with that necessarily. But but um, I, I just have to say, I, for a long time, I didn't feel like I entirely fit, you know. And that wasn't really. It didn't feel like it was embraced. So I'd always find people at conferences and stuff that were kind of like me, you know, a little different. You know, I didn't see myself as a pastor, and and uh, and then I met this guy, and uh, and I and I connected with him at some conferences, and I go, "On dude, like you're." there's something about you that, that that I can I can align with you know come alongside right because we're going in this direction and then uh, we had the opportunity for him to, to take leadership of the church and I remember meeting with him for the very first time and saying um, you know we're, we're having this discussion what, what, what should we do who are the people you know what, what's it like and I just says I I don't think we need religion you know that was basically the just of the conversation and then you are know, going to hear today what we're talking about trading religion for relationship. You know, so it started way back then, actually, ten years ago, um, that we started to transition. And at that time, um, I, I didn't always feel like I could I could walk alongside people in my workplace, but I didn't feel comfortable bringing them this far in here, right? Because it just it was so different for them. They'd go, they they just couldn't they couldn't walk along me. They could come as far as here. And it was like, no, I just don't. I don't get that stuff. And Pastor Kelly started transitioning, messing with the methods, and doing church the way we are today. And uh, and all of a sudden, it was it was resonating, but it wasn't quite done, <laughs> you know. And over the last year or so, um, this birth. And I, I'm not, okay, ladies, don't get don't get all mad at me. But I'm not saying I know what it's like to be pregnant, okay? But and I'm not saying I know about the pain thing. But there's a lot of pain that went into this. And and this guy took 99% of it in this transition going to, to basically dedicate uh, what we didn't know at that time. We kind of were coming up with parallel that we're going to dedicate this thing to this mission and it's new, it's going to be different. And there's no one para, para means along with, along beside. And I see the word all in there as well alongside all so that no one should ever feel like they can't come alongside us or we can't go alongside someone. Cause that's permission too. You need to, you know, you ask your parents, who can you hang out with? Well, he's saying, anybody, you walk alongside them and we get to do that. It's just so exciting because, because there were so many barriers between us and them, and it's just not that anymore. And I feel that something clicked when we, when we said this name and it's like, okay, we're waiting for this, but it's, it's a new permission for us to do something new for Canada, for the world, really for, for the church, for Jesus, we can do something new and you get to be a part of it. You're part of that all. You know, and if you want to come alongside, we want to come alongside you, you want to come alongside people in your workplace, that's what we're saying. You know, that's it. All, all other things are off the table, as long as they're, come alongside. And it clicked. So good.
0: Awesome, awesome. I remember the first time that we, uh, we did, it are still in lockdown when we first presented the name and I worked through it and represented it to the staff on a Zoom call. And it was, it blew me away because we presented the name. We had a bunch of different names that we were messing around with, but we presented this name and everybody, like we had number in tears, immediately we just started talking about it before we defined it, like all the rest of it. And like, what does it mean to you? And we just had story after story and testimony after story, testimony. And I was like, okay, we found it. That was that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, many of felt like, if they were nice names, but it was more like a retirement community. Like, oh, Sunnyside Hill Church. That's <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not ready for that yet. I, I'm not done that race. Right? And in parallel I was like, you know, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear from this guy uh, the mission and the vision behind it today. And I, I know you guys are gonna be excited and I hope you see yourself as part of it. I hope you do. And I, I had to point it out because I see Ral. Ral. I'm changing my name today to Ralalal. No more Ralph. That's hip and trendy. And now but you can be a part of this. Yeah. A part of this transition into it. And we all start and man guys. Boom, the gate dropped, guns gone off, now we get to go do this.
0: So good. Cool. Awesome, right. give them a big hand. It's such a privilege to be able to, to, I want you to hear from Pastor Ralph and Sidney, because it's such a privilege, because I remember that very first meeting sitting in the office, and we started dreaming in that office saying, what could church be? And we started talking about it, or what do we want it to look like, and, and all of that. And it really does feel uh, these last 10 years have kind of been practice. And you guys are going to hear this, that it's been practiced and, and I like the analogy of, of you know, birthing of something. It's feel like we've been pregnant for 10 years. That's poor women. I, I can't imagine. But but nine months is long enough, like 10 years, but it feels like we've been this, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's just like we burst something, and something just went click, and this weekend, something just went click, and it feels like a movement just launched. Like I said, a rocket launch took off, and get ready, because it's exciting. That's not just, it's not just a place you attend. You're gonna hear that in a minute. It's not just a place you attend. This is a rocket launch for all of us, for, for us to become the hope of the world. The timing is now for such a time as this. I talked about that for such a time as this, and this is why, this is why i felt. There's, there's a number of reasons why I felt like this is the weekend. We need to do this. When the recent lockdowns were announced, my, my I was like, oh, great. And we started having one thing after another kind of back up and and, and different things that didn't work up and didn't work out and we had planned for the sign to be done, we had planned for all this, these things to be done on, on the launch weekend just one thing after another backed up and I was like, well we could push it back, but I thought, no, 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 now now, now, now and I think this weekend is is now it, it, the reason why the now is is because really what we're talking about is while the world is choosing to divide and looking for reasons to hate and there's so much division, division going on we're going to give a counter punch to the enemy and say, no, no, no. well there's while you well. The you know, it seems like hate is growing everywhere. We're gonna we're gonna release love and counterpunch. Well, there's division. We're gonna come alongside. And I don't think there's any coincidence that this that we launched this church and rebranded this church on the weekend of truth and reconciliation and all the rest of it, because there's nothing that disgusts me more than than than, than people that use the name of my God to control, abuse, and misuse, and and uh, kill other human beings. That there's level there's disgusting, and then there's next level disgusting, and that's disgusting on a whole nother level. When people dare to use the name of my God to control, manipulate, that's religious that's that's hellish that is the straight from the pit of hell and I think that's this weekend to say no no we are going to rebrand church and redefine what church is and we're gonna launch for love and impact and we're gonna launch parallel to come alongside we're gonna do all of that this weekend and we're gonna say we have to be different church can't be the same anymore we have to be different and this needs to mark the difference Amen. Oh, let's welcome. Before I get into the mess, let's welcome everyone that's joining us online, wherever you guys are. Welcome to Parallel Church, man. Welcome Jen and Clara and and Peggy and Hope and Trish and Bren and Jody and all the rest of you watching online, wherever you're joining us around the world. Welcome to Parallel Church. We're excited to have you here. Amen. 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 Well, it's it just feels good, doesn't it? You walk into the lobby and you see that. He's just like, yeah. Yes, yes. And man, all the swag and all the rest are like, yes. So good. It's very cool to see that. Why do we choose the name Parallel? The the name Parallel means to come alongside. And we want to come alongside our local communities. We want to come alongside um, those in need. We are going to lead with my city care and what i mean by that is that we're going to this is this is what i I, my vision what i really see is i see us leading with my city care and i see us partnering with churches and other ministries and all the rest of it and taking our job back as a church i see my city cares in every single uh community across this nation not because we're going to to lead with parallel church our church but because we're going to lead with my city care and we're going to find churches like we found in medicine hat Churches that are just like us, that that have a heart just like us, like the Bridge Church and and, and Victory Lutheran Church in in Medicine Hat. And we partnered with them And last weekend. We had 500 people that got fed and clothed last weekend in, in Medicine Hat. And our, our, my city care team rolled out there with the, with the two trailers and opened them up and, and all these volunteers from, from these other churches, we didn't put our name on it, we didn't stamp it, it was them. And we equipped them, we came alongside them and they said over and over and over again, they said, thank you, thank you, thank you for making this so easy to help us reach our community. And we want to partner with churches and come alongside churches and ministries and activate them in, in, in meeting needs. And we want to come alongside marriages. We want to come alongside uh, uh, the needy and the broken. We want to come alongside you and your workplaces. We want to come alongside, believe it or not, the government and whatever we can possibly do and take our job back as a church. And while the world is is hopeless, we, we're going to bring the hope that is Jesus. And while the world is dividing, we're going to come alongside and while, while, while there's there seems to be loss and, and hopelessness and, and disillusionment and all the rest of it, and a lack of leadership. We're going to provide leadership and, and rise up because how can the, why can the church provide leadership? Because we we follow the greatest leader ever, and I believe that we we as representatives of Christ we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and this is this is not this is not a, 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 you know slapping a name on on a building. We're changing a church. This is not just something that we're doing as pastors and as leaders. This is all of us. And we want to equip each one of you to come alongside your coworkers at work, come alongside your neighbors, come alongside your friends, your family, and find ways that we can come alongside and activate and be the church. Amen. 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 Jesus said this, I want to talk about because we lots of people that that are asking, you know, parallel? Why parallel? And you you see it on, on social media already. And we launched it, and you know, why the name? Why why parallel? What's all What's that all all meaning? You're gonna get asked that more than I get asked that. So so I just wanna I want to give us language over the next couple of weeks of what it means and cast vision of what this is gonna be and how we can be different. What you know, I think what COVID did for us in the last year and a half is, and I've talked with pastors all around the world. And it's left the church confused and disillusioned and kind of lost in going, you know, they shut our services down or like, what do we do now? And how does this work? and And people aren't coming back like they thought they'd come back and how come and all the rest of it. And, and I think it's but it's left me very, very teachable in many ways and going, OK, let's reevaluate what church is. And this is what I believe. I believe we, we have to change. We can't go back to what was. We have to change. And I think we, I think we are created, you and I. And those watching online, you and I in this room, and those watching online, I think we are created for such a time as this. To be a light in a darkness, and if, if we can't we can't complain. And we're not going to complain about the world getting darker and darker, and we're going to sit back in our hands and just pray for Jesus to come back. He's going to come back when He's good and ready to come back. In the meantime, we're called to occupy here. And in the meantime, if the world is getting darker, we're just going to turn on the light. Because Jesus called us to be the light of the world. He told us to go out there and be the light of the world. He said to his followers, Matthew 5, he says, you are the light of the world. That's our responsibility, that we can't complain about the world getting darker and it's so lost and all the rest of them and Complain and, and all the rest. Of it. we got to go out there and be a light. And we need to do it differently. we got to change. we got to be willing to change. Jesus said this in Matthew 11. He says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Yes. OK, let me just put this in context for you in case you're like, I'm not sure what, if I should say yes. Religion is rules and regulations that that and behaviors that need to happen for acceptance. So religion and this is this is man-made rules and behaviors created to, to get God's acceptance. So all these different religions around the world, all they, all they do, they have a bunch of rules and regulations in order to gain acceptance of whatever God they worship and whatever God they choose. And there's certain different rules and different regulations, including the disgusting religion of Christianity. Yes, you heard me say that right. Because religion as a Christian, you know, religion, Christianity as a religion is disgusting. It is completely opposite of what God said and what Jesus modeled. And okay, I see some of you don't quite some of you believe me. Some of you are like, I thought I came to church. I was like, listen, if, you, if you're new to this, um, I'm just getting started uh, because parallel church is going to kick the snot out of religion, because I, 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 I hate hate, double, double capital H, Hate religion. And, and I, I, can, I can boldly say that because Jesus did too. If you, if you think. That Jesus was, don't, don't watch the, you know, the Christian movies, um, you know, of Jesus movies. All, there's some out there that are good. The Chosen is awesome, by the way. Um, but there's some out there that are good that represent Jesus kind of that, properly. But there's, have you ever seen these old Jesus movies where Jesus is blonde and has an English accent? Anybody ever seen those? And he's dull and boring. And he's like, he talks, he's like, blessed all the me. And I'm thinking, I was like, ugh, like, who, like, thousands of people wouldn't walk for all day to go and follow that. I'm sorry, but that ain't Jesus. Right now, look at it. this. You know what, Jesus meek and mild and all lovely and all of this kind, all the rest of it. Jesus was an agitator. And, and Jesus said this, in Matthew, if you don't think so, read Matthew 23. Jesus says this to the religious. He, he didn't hold back. He said this to them. They're standing around there. and He says, you brood of vipers. He says, you whitewashed tombs, you look great on the outside and you're all dressed up, good for you, but inside you're rotting maggots. Oh, Jesus, meek and mild. Why did Jesus do that? You know why Jesus got so upset with religion? Is because religion misrepresented his father and he was offended that somebody would dare use his father's name to control and manipulate somebody else. And Jesus, who had every right to come and have authority and power and overlord his power on people, came instead and lowered himself as a servant and didn't operate with power and control, but operated with servitude and love. It's the opposite. And I'm sorry, if, if, you're, if you're here, maybe, maybe you've been hurt by religion. And I know many of you, there's, there's many of you in our church that have, have descendants or, or have been directly impacted by residential schools. And, and religion and other controlled religion and all the rest of it. And you feel the same thing. You're saying, are you tired and worn out and burned out on that on trying to do everything to dress right, to talk right, to act right, to, f- to put on something in order to be accepted in a church, in order to be accepted by a God that you can't see, in order for all this kind of stuff. Are you tired from trying so hard to measure up and never feeling like you fit, and never feeling like you can, you're, you're just, you can ever quite be good enough? Are you tired of all that? Now can we say yes? Yes! yes. Then Jesus, this is Jesus talking. This is not Kelly talking. This is Jesus talking. Are you tired of that? Jesus says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. And I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Now, I've, I've preached the scripture before, but something stood up to me this time as I read this. And in line with, with parallel, look at how many times Jesus said the word with. He said, get away with me. Walk with with me, work with me. This is fascinating to me because Jesus is is God descended to just the fact that Jesus left heaven and all the comforts of heaven and all his throne up there and being God and all the perfections and came down to a fallen world full of pain and loss and and confusion and, and hopelessness. And he came down and chose. He didn't have to do this. God could have found another way. He didn't have to do this, but he chose to come down and to walk with us. And then he invited said walk with. He didn't say he didn't say follow far behind because you're not worthy. You're not holy like I'm holy. He didn't say he said obey everything that I say and do everything that I do. He he encouraged. He says, no, no, come on. I'll show you. I'll show you. Come with me. I'll put my arm around you. I'll walk with you. Come walk with me. How cool is that? And I'm thinking I'm thinking if Jesus can do that in his perfection. If Jesus can do that as, as in his power and his God, if Jesus can walk with people, who are we to overload our religion or our thinking that we've got something better than somebody else? Who are we to ask people and dominate over people and domineer over people because we're a Christian or we're whatever it might be? Who are we to do that and not come alongside and serve like Jesus did? If Jesus can come alongside and serve others and love others and support others, no matter what their background is, no matter how messy they are, if he can do that, we can too. What if, what if we as a church, instead of asking people to join us, what if we as a church said you have to be good enough before you can come in, you have to dress this way before you come, what if we as a church went to people, Walked with their marriage, no matter how messy. Walked with their hurt and their addictions, no matter how messy. Walked with their broken. What if? What if? Come on, what if? What if we walked with our indigenous people? Instead of walked around them. This is real stuff. What if Jesus went on and he said, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Man, I love that unforced rhythms of grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor, God's acceptance. He says, listen, he says, walk with me, learn with me. Learn, and he, this, is, this is at the beginning of his ministries, the disciples are just following him and all the rest. He says, walk with me and I'll teach you how to really live. I'll teach you how to walk free of all these religions and expectations. I'll teach you how to walk with the unforced rhythms of grace. If your relationship, if your, your belief system, your Christianity, your version of Christianity feels forced, If you feel like you have to put on a mask in order to come to church and be accepted, forgive all of us. If you if you feel like you have you you have to be good enough, you feel forced in order to be good enough, you don't measure up. That's not Jesus. That's religion. Because Jesus said, come walk with. And I'm not saying I've got it all figured out. I'm still I was raised in the church. I was raised in religion. I still haven't got all the, the there's still parts in me that feel forced. That I have to put certain masks on or behave a certain way and all the rest of it. I mean, Just try trying to be a Christian, and then try being a pastor, and coaching football with teenagers who listen no as much and all the rest of it. I remember I remember coaching football and I had somebody come and pick up their their um, their little brother and they came to our church and they saw me on the football field. There's a couple of guys in here that I've coached. I believe, right? Is, there's a few guys in here that I've coached and, and they're like, <laughs> they're kind of shocked because I'm I'm a wee bit competitive and I hate losing. <laughs> like winning's cool. Hate losing. And so I get a little animated. Had conversations with people. Probably, uh, if there's any refs in here that I've I'm sorry. So I had somebody come and pick up their little brother at, at a, on the field, and they they saw me tying into the team, and I was animated and yelling. Um, and they were like, "He's a pastor." <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm imperfect. I'll mess up. But I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to put on masks anymore. Anybody else tired of putting on masks? And having to, to say, well, man, like Jesus said, walk with me. Learn the unforced rhythms of God's acceptance. Wow. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with, there it is again, with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mom. We don't want to force people into church and have an expectation of us versus them. right? We, we, we are parallel church. We walk alongside. Yes. This is our purpose statement. We are a movement of imperfect people who are trading religion for relationship, committing to love and impact in our communities. We are a movement. A movement is different than an organization. You know, one of the biggest differences of, a, of movement and organization is that an organization exists to serve itself. In other words, an organization is insider-focused, and it's all about its own success. And listen, I I purposely wanted to put the word movement in there, because movement, a movement is different than organization. Organization exists to serve itself. A movement exists to serve the cause. And our cause is Jesus. Our cause is His great church. He's building his church. Our cause is to get, preach the gospel everywhere, we, the good news of Jesus everywhere we go. That's our cause. And that means that we, we are a movement, not an organization, we're not existing to serve ourselves. We're a movement who will partner with other churches, other ministries, other agencies, all the rest of it, anything to get the gospel out, anything to do that. And that's why I want to plant My City Cares and different things and saying, let's start there. Let's partner there. Let's help. Let's activate the church and create a movement. It doesn't have to have our name on it, our brand on it, because it's not just about us. It's about a creating a movement for the cause, for the kingdom. <laughs> Who are trading religion. That's the rules, regulations. That's we're trading that in, that whole that whole pretense, that whole that religious part of it. And listen, we're not going to be perfect in this. And there's still some religiousness in, in us and that we're trying to scrape off and you know, the stuff that we've those of us who've been in it longer than I've been in. All my life, I still have some residue of some religious stuff and thinking and all the rest of it. And there's certain stuff that I still just like, is that right? Is that not right? I, I don't know. But we're going to scrape all that up, Trade. We're going to trade that whole, that whole, we got to be good enough. We got to be accept in order to get acceptance. We're trading that in for relationship. And relationship, we're trading the rules, regulations in for relationship and saying we're going to walk alongside. Committing to love and impact in our communities. Amen. This might be surprising. It's not. It surprised some other people. It didn't surprise me at all. But we've, we're only two days old as a church. We launched on a Friday. We're only two days old as a church, and we've already received quite a bit of criticism. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I was like, "Yep." Yeah. I want to receive the same criticism Jesus did. I want to irritate the snot out of the religious. And we tested this name on, by the way, we tested this name on the religious, they hated it, and we're like, check. <laughs> and then we, ch- we tested this name on the unchurched, and they loved it, and we went, check, check. But we had some criticism, and this was the criticism. You can't just talk about God's love and not talk about his judgment. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, my Bible says God is love. Doesn't say God is judge. Jesus said a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. He didn't say judge one another as I have judged you. Although that kind of works too. Right, because he was kind of less judgmental to the adulterous woman than the religious were. (laughs) This okay? We're committed to love, because love, we're going to define what that is, and we're committed to love and impact. Impact is different than intent. We're going to have some intentionality, but we're going to we're going to make a difference. Amen. We're going to be church on steroids. So that's all good. We're going to we're going to make a difference. Where? In our communities. Not in our buildings. Not in our church buildings. Not, we're not praying for revival to happen in here. We're going to go bring revival out there. We're imperfect. We're worn out from religion. So we're a movement of imperfect people. So what does this mean? If somebody asks you, what is it? What, this, this is our purpose statement, what does parallel mean? What does it mean? Let me tell you what it means. It means we embrace grit and grace. Yes, Pastor Tim knew that this was coming, and so when he wrote "Grit and Grace," the song, there's no coincidence. We knew that, so we've been we've been dropping a little hints all along. For the, it's been kind of fun, actually. Um, we embrace grit and grace. What does that mean? Grace means God's unmerited favor. But, but grit, it means we're going we're gonna to learn Jesus' unforced rhythms of, of grace, but we're going to be OK to get messy sometimes and to get into the dirt sometimes and to, and to go that. And because it also means that we get involved in people's lives no matter how messy. Amen? I and mean, I you know how many times I've had people call me up and saying, Pastor, did you know that so-and-so is attending your church? Do you know what they do? There's none of you in this room, of course that they were talking about. They're like, they're like, you know that those people do this, and you know that they do this, and, and they're in your church. And did you know I saw people smoking in your parking lot? And did you know that I saw them doing this, and they attend your church? Well, aren't you going to tell them? And I'm like, no. Don't you, do you, you want them, you want them to be there? Yes. <laughs> I want church to be messy. Why? Because, listen, my life's messy. It has moments. i like if we if we demanded perfection, I couldn't come. And we're going to stop judging people's sin because we're not categorizing one sin greater than the other. Come on. Missing the mark is missing the mark. It doesn't matter if it's an inch or a mile, you missed the mark. We're not going to grade people's sin, saying that sin's greater than this and that one. That one's allowed and that one's not. If I if I wouldn't allow people to come because their lives are messy, none of us could come. You know what this means? We embrace greater. You know what it means when we say we get involved in people's lives, no matter how messy. You know what this means? Let me use Christianese, and then we'll get rid of it. You know what this means? Is it means when you backslide? That's Christianese. Or let me just get let me get real for you. if, if you're an addict and you have a relapse or if you're going through a messy divorce or if you're going through all the rest of it, it, it means no matter how messy life gets, it means that we're going to walk alongside with you in any ways and that when you fall and you mess up, that we're not going to drop you and leave you in the mud, that we're going to choose to walk alongside and say, hey, come on, you got this. You, you, you did it. You're doing it. We're not giving up. We're choosing to walk along Side. Can we move that, that slide along? So we, it says we, we get involved in people's lives no matter how messy. Is it up there? There we go. Awesome. The next one, it also means that we believe everyone matters to God, whether God matters to them or not. You know what, I mean? that, you know what that means? That means that we're going to love you before you get here. That we're not just going to love the people that walk through those doors, that we're going to love everybody, whether God matters to them or not. Whether you vote according to our th- lines of thinking or not. Whether you align with us or, you know, in our line of thinking, what's right or wrong or not. We're going to love, every- we're gonna, we believe everybody matters to God, whether God matters to them or not. It means that we align even if we don't agree. And I would almost want to say, especially if we don't agree. Man, I'm tired of the church, the us and them thing, and saying, well, we block people on Facebook because you know they did this, and they believe this, and da-da-da, and the rest of it, and going, no, wait a second. Jesus didn't block nobody. You know what Jesus did? Jesus, this is how Jesus walked alongside. Jesus called Matthew a tax collector, who is the greatest outcast of outcasts in in that society. And Jesus went to him and talked with him. And you know what Jesus, when Jesus just talked to Matthew, that that was a stain on Jesus's reputation right there by, by, uh, you know, as a rabbi, that how dare a rabbi talk to an unholy tax collector? Doesn't he know it's gonna rub off on him and now he's unholy and that we can't trust him? And Jesus saw all this going on, you know what Jesus did? Instead, he says, hey, oh, by the way, Matthew, before we go, you follow along with me and just I talk to you. I want you to come with me and puts his arm around. Him. I want you to walk with me, Matthew. I want I want everyone to see you walking me together. And Matthew's Matthew's going, are, are, they're not going to it's going to be a stain in your reputation. Jesus didn't care about his reputation. He cared about Matthew. What if we did that? And then Jesus saw all of the religious eyes on him and all the stuff. You know what Jesus did? He's like, I love this. Jesus had, an, uh, Jesus had a tood. I'm telling you. You know what Jesus, Jesus saw all the religious eyes on him. He says, hey, hey by the way, Matthew, um, why don't we get all your friends together? Let's have a party at your house tonight. Come on, let's do it. Let's make sure that everybody sees everybody coming to this party. And the religious stood outside and they went, oh. What? Just read it. Matthew 9. Read it. They're like, how can he be with them? I want to be like Jesus and criticize for the same things. How can they be and walk alongside them? Because we're going to align even if we don't agree. It means that perfection isn't required to be accepted. Thank God. Because that means I can attend too we don't drop relationships when people mess up. Perfection is not required. It means, parallel means that love has no contingencies. Then we're not going to set a standard and going, well, we'll love you if you do this. It has no contingencies. Well, when you do that, and when you do this, and when you do that, then we'll do that. God, you know why? Because God first loved us before we could love him back. So we got to do the same to others. Parallel means that we make serving God and loving people fun even when it's difficult. (laughs) Think about that. Church should be fun. You don't believe me. That's one of the criticisms we get is like, well, you know, the church, you know, you do a show and it's like a, it's like a show and the gospel's not a show and you can't do that. Get, you know, church can't be like that. And I'm sorry, heaven's going to be hell for you then. You don't think God likes putting on a show? He's like, hey, Elijah, sit on the, at Mother Cave, watch this. Thunderstorms, that's the light show. You know, the, Wind and all the rest of that was the, that was the loudness of the, the volume. Like all this kind of stuff. And then God comes to steal small voice and all the rest of it. He said, God put on a show everywhere. Do He not? In Egypt, you put on a show. He put on a show everywhere. And, and, and heaven is fun. Heaven, it talks about, it's just one soul gets saved. Heaven throws a party. I want to give heaven a party every day. We do, like Come on. That's a lot of partying going on. And and listen, listen, heaven's a party, then we should too. Because Jesus said this in Matthew 6, he said, this then is how you should pray. Remember he taught his disciples how to pray? He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. We talked about this in the kingdom series. Your kingdom come, that's as far as we got. Your kingdom come. Then he says this, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is, this is our key verse for parallel church because he said on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, we are supposed to walk parallel with the kingdom of heaven. Our church should look like heaven looks, like the kingdom of heaven looks. It's on earth as it is in heaven. So what God's will in heaven is, we should be modeling it. That Jesus prayed this. Jesus prayed this. That we're supposed to, we're supposed to make earth look like heaven. That's our job. That's our responsibility. So if this is OK, down on the partying. Is that OK? We're going to party a little bit more. We're going we're gonna, to gonna have a little bit more fun and do whatever we possibly can to have, have fun. Man, I love it. We got, we got champagne glasses on Friday. They're still out there. We'll do that. Make sure you take selfies of this. I'm at church and have your champagne glass and, and all those because it drives the religious nuts because they're like, I, we've seen this already, comments. You got champagne at church? It, It's non-alcoholic, it's great, but it's all good. They don't know that, but let's just rub it in a little bit. I'm a church, I'm a church, we're having fun. What? (laughs) Come on, on earth as it is in heaven. Today's takeaway is this, we come alongside and we align even if we don't agree. That's what parallel means. We come alongside and we align. I just, I want you to imagine for a moment. Imagine a church that doesn't, doesn't ask people to join it. It joins them. Imagine if, instead of being insider focused, we became focused on walking alongside, helping others regardless of where they're at, what they believe, aligning with. Imagine us, just, just think about this for a second. Imagine us aligning with churches that have far different beliefs than we do. Imagine. What if? Man, that's what I love what we did in Medicine Hat. We aligned with Victory Lutheran Church. It's a little bit different. We came alongside, man, what a blast. Imagine if we are parallel church. And this is not just about me and Pastor Ralph and our staff. This is about you. We are parallel church. What that means is, I want you to look for every opportunity this week to come alongside somebody. You don't have to preach at them. You don't, have to, you don't have to do anything. Just just come alongside, put your arm around them, and walk with them. I loved, I, I loved, I loved, I loved, loved, loved uh, Glenn Vandu, he was in the first service. But Glenn made this comment on our live stream on Friday night. And this is what he said. He says, parallel. He said, you know what parallel means to me? And he said, I, I loved it because I was like, he got it, he gets it. Glenn is a runner, and he was being trained and coached by a, a coach. And his coach says, we need to get you faster. Like, we, you can, you've got more in you. We've got to get you faster. And he's coaching him and all the rest of it. suddenly, the coach just shut up and stopped talking and went running with him and ran beside him and just set a pace, just a little bit faster than, and he says, all of a sudden, he said, he said nothing. He just ran beside me, and all of a sudden I start, I picked up and I ran, I didn't even know I could, and I, I ran with him, and he says, that's what parallel means to me, and I was like, imagine if, imagine if, imagine if. We just took that attitude, and we just did a little bit less talking about what we're gonna do, and just walked alongside, just walked with people. Walked with churches. And I around alongside. Imagine if. And I know we didn't intend this when we did. The logo. logo's kind of cool. But we didn't intend this when we did this. But it just, this is what it means to me now. That you see how we did the parallel lines on the, on the E instead. And it's, I think it's symbolic. It's, it's huge that it's three. Because I think the top line represents God. And his invitation to walk, have us walk with him. I think that represents God. I think the middle line represents us, and I think the bottom line represents everybody else. Saying, "I'm going to walk with God on earth as it is in heaven, parallel with Him, and I'm going to I'm going to invite I'm going to walk alongside everybody else." Imagine we are parallel church. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much. Jesus, thank you for. Your invitation to walk with you. Wow. Thank you for your grace and your acceptance. And forgive us when we've misrepresented you, misrepresented Father God in our religion. And some of that is just just—it's too hard to believe that you're that good. Forgive us. When we've forced religion down others' throats or stood above them and talked down to them, forgive us. Jesus, I pray that you'd give us the strength today. God, we want to make a difference. We want to represent you properly. We want to live on earth, your will in heaven. God, help us to see, give us eyes to see, those we can walk alongside and give us the courage to do it. In Jesus' name,
2: amen. All right, parallel family, wasn't that an incredible message? I hope that you've been able to take in the heart and the DNA behind this whole movement. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Now, we've got just a couple more things we need to go through. Number one is I love what Pastor Kelly said in his message and using that scripture is that are you tired? Are you burned out? Are you worn out on religion? come away with me and I will show you the unforced rhythms of grace I don't know what your life has been like leading up to today I don't know what you're facing on the other side of the screen but I do know that there is a hope that is available if you're wanting it and needing it and maybe today is the day that you're like you know what I need to try something new I need a detour out of what I've been facing I want to offer up an opportunity with you to have a relationship with the same Jesus that Pastor Kelly was talking about, the same Jesus I believe in and many others in the room next to me, is that this is the hope that changed my life and many others in the room uh, that Pastor Kelly was speaking to. This can change your life as well and if you're at the end of your rope today, I just want to tell you that there is a hope that is available and in scripture it says that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus sent his son and he rose again three days later, then you can be saved. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that you become part of a church. It doesn't mean that you just sign up to to volunteer somewhere. It means that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. This Jesus that changes lives for the better. The same Jesus that is able to heal and restore and be a confident. When we talk parallel, it is coming alongside. And this is the Jesus that has come alongside of many lives and had them transformed. And he can transform your life as well so if you're at the point where you're like i need something new i want to give you this opportunity today would you just close your eyes wherever you're at unless you're driving go over pull over on the side of the road and before you do this but close your eyes and repeat after me say dear jesus i thank you that you first loved me and i ask you to come into my life i confess and i believe that you rose again and i ask you today To be lord of my life my savior and my friend i thank you that my past is past and that i could begin a new life with you today in jesus name amen so good if you said that prayer for the first time i want you to go to the online chat throw it in there or click the link that our team has provided for you that says I have decided click that link we want to celebrate with you Uh, this is the biggest decision that you could possibly make in your entire life I know that it switched everything around for me and I have many many other people that would say the exact same thing and what a better way to start a day one of parallel church let's start fresh let's start new